0: Welcome to Satellite Sisters. I'm Leanne Dolan. It is December 16th today already. I'm in Pasadena, California, where it's raining. So we'll have some team coverage later on in the podcast. (laughs) No, we won't. We won't have any more talk about the weather on the podcast. With me today is my sister, Julie Dolan, in Dallas, Texas. And Julie, this is kind of our holiday party on the Tuesday show, isn't it? Yes, I've got my Christmas sweater on. How about you, sister? Yeah, I'm having a latte from McDonald's. So that qualifies as a party for me. (laughs) I guess I usually make my own coffee, (laughs) but kind of gotten addicted to these McDonald's lattes, I'll have to say.
1: Really?
0: Yeah, you know, it's an easy drive through, and I can drive around with the seat heater on, which I enjoy. (laughs) For all that chilly weather in so, Southern
1: California.
0: So Bundle cold. up, sister. So cold. It's 50 degrees today, but I am going to deep water workout in the pool. 50 and raining. I'm going in later. Um, but it's our holiday party today, so we're keeping it kind of light. And uh, But we have a lot to cover. That doesn't mean we're not covering huge areas of interest like customer service. Yes. Uh, you know, how to stay healthy this holiday season and uh, the Chirpumple kerfuffle. So we're going to talk about all those things on the show. I think that may be our finest hour, that we, we somehow convinced one of the listeners, Sarah, to make a Chirpumple. And, and it was a spectacular failure. And we're going to okay. talk about that. Save
1: it. Save it. Save it, Liam. Okay. I have all to right. start off. Can you tell, Liam, can you tell from my voice that I sound sharper and lighter this oh. morning? Oh, you did the coffee. I did the coffee, Leon. Bulletproof coffee. Okay, we talked about this on our our last podcast. That this is the rage going through Hollywood and Silicon Valley. All the movers and shakers in the world are now drinking this drink, and it's coffee with butter, and then the, the, the add a little extra something something. Then you have the uh, medium chain triglyceride okay those are the three ingredients so the sisters on sunday you challenged me okay you thought it sounded like a disgusting idea right yes. the, to drink the buttered coffee a coffee with butter sounds gross with the mct in it but i i took up that challenge lee and so the first thing i had to do was uh, assemble the ingredients they they're very specific that you should get Carry gold butter, unsalted. Okay, and the reason why is because this kind of butter has a higher cream fact- factor. These it's grass-fed cows making this butter, so it's higher in omega three. Okay, Charisse on our fa- Facebook page, she is a big proponent of this. I I, I was surprised how many people were already drinking this. Uh, what do you call this coffee? Golden bulletproof coffee. Bulletproof coffee. Bulletproof coffee. <laughs> bulletproof coffee we apparently have a lot of Silicon Valley. Moguls yeah. and Hollywood stars that listen <laughs> to Satellite Sisters. Yeah. That's the only, that's the only exp, explanation. So the butter was the easiest thing to come up with, Lee, and that it was readily available. in My store, um, but then I had to get what they their low mold coffee beans. Yeah. Okay, so I went over to my Starbucks and talked to my Starbucks girl, and I said, "Do you carry low mold uh, star um, coffee beans?" And she gave me a look like I had was going to start to tell some dirty joke or something, some dirty coffee <laughs> joke. I mean, she was, like, afraid of me that I said low mold. I don't know. But apparently they don't um, carry that at Starbucks. So. Right, because
0: they're too busy making milkshakes,
1: you know, because uh, they don't really serve coffee anymore. They serve milkshakes. But, Leanne, they do. Uh, the coffee beans that we use in our household are Sumatra beans from uh, Starbucks. Yeah, I just, by my own reasoning, have come up with the idea that they're probably high mold coffee beans because they're from Sumatra, which is Indonesia, yeah. which is very hot and humid. So I'm thinking you have to get some kind of like Himalayan beans or something that would be low mold. I didn't get those, so we went with we went with the high mold coffee beans. And but then it's hard to find the MCT, you know, the uh, medium chain triglyceride. I, I wasn't. I mean, P. I went to like, uh, like five different stores, okay, uh, to find something that would qualify for uh, for it. So, um, but um, my my husband was psyched. He he was he because he had had this drink in London, Liam. Uh, oh, he really? Had, he had been at some. Is movers Gwyneth and sh- doing it? Is Madonna drinking? Madonna, it? Madonna ever? Gwyneth <laughs> is doing it, Liam, okay. and apparently all the movers and shakers in the world uh, are drinking this drug, the bulletproof coffee in okay? London. Okay. <laughs> They're drinking it Londonly, and so get so get on it. So he was totally psyched. But the key that Cherie says it's not like you're just taking a pat of butter and sticking it in your dark coffee, Leon. I, which I, when I first read the article in the New York Times about this, that's what I thought. No, you have to blend it up. You have to blend it up, and it has to be frothy, Leon, like a latte. It looks like a latte when you do this. Mm. You're you're skeptical, I can hear it. Uh, I no, I just that seem again, seems like a
0: lot of work for coffee. I just maintain the beauty of coffee is that all on its own, it seems to have a lot of health benefits and zero calories. So. But Leon,
1: but Leanne, this is okay. you, this is weight loss and mental clarity. Come yeah. on. You, you gotta go with that. So uh so I had a cup of, of this Joe uh this morning, Leon, and here's my report. Um if you like cabbage soup, you know, the cabbage soup diet, if you like the cabbage soup on that diet, you're going to like this coffee. I mean, the reason it promotes weight loss, I can tell you, is because you feel slightly nauseated most of the day. Or I do. I mean, I'm alert because I'm afraid I'm going to hurl. That's that's
0: what I have to tell you. I thought it was creamy and delicious. Someone said on our Facebook page, yes, you did not that find
1: that." It's, yeah, it's just I, I just um, that's that's my report. I just uh, and they say you're only one cup of this. I was like, don't <laughs> worry, there's don't worry about this. So I don't see that I'm going to be making this every day. Yeah, but my husband is all he's all in. He oh really he liked it. Yeah. He is all in. He is. This is. And he had it uh, verified today. He went to the gym. He was telling people about the bulletproof coffee. They, they all knew about it, Liam. Everybody knew about it. So, uh, yeah, you got to get on this bandwagon. Oh yeah, Charice this- was saying she uses unsalted butter and coconut oil. Yes, yeah, that's what for the for MCT. That's the medium chain. Choice. Oh, okay. That's, that's what I had to use. I, I uh, is uh, coconut oil, so it has that slightly sweet taste of coconut. Okay coconut which is totally wrong to be in a in cup coffee. of coffee yeah i can't those are not yeah.
0: complimentary tastes to me yeah but i it's think like I... cheese and fish i don't enjoy cheese and fish together
1: please Lynn, please i'm having a rough morning <laughs>
0: okay i like when she posted on the facebook page she said please i'm not a nutritionist so no one yell at me for my post all right Cherise. <laughs>
1: Right. <laughs> she was right. I did everything she said. I did. But I think your husband uh could be talked to into a cup of this Liam.
0: I think you ought to. A... Okay, cuz yeah, he has started on like weird things.
1: He has a, a fashioned his own caveman diet. Which... Well, this yeah, the people who like caveman diets. This is this is the same group. I mean, it's it's Silicon Valley moguls, Hollywood starlets, and Taekwondo stars okay. that are drinking this bulletproof coffee. Yeah. Well, Michelle from Portland said she has a Taekwondo tournament this weekend,
0: so she's going to try some. All right, Michelle, report yes. we'll okay. back on your findings because Julie will be <laughs> too sick to do so. All right, that well, good report, Julie. You, I, Thank you me. went for
1: it. Uh, you went I for it. it. I did it, Leon. You know, yeah. I mean, you, you, you can't really. You can't just, uh, I I think it's not fair to, you know, to totally disregard this, you know, uh, without trying it, but I Mm -hmm. I gave it the whole, the whole try. And now, so now
0: you can totally, yeah, now you can totally disregard
1: it, but your husband's on board. All right.
0: Well, that'll be interesting to see how much smarter and thinner he gets. You know, (laughs) he couldn't really get much smarter. So that's, I don't, (laughs) okay. Watch out for that. If he gets much smarter, we're in trouble. Um, All right. Well, I have one of those. Uh, well, I have a reverse problem, as usual. As usual. <laughs> Of course, okay. Leanne, because you're countered trends, right? I am. Yes. <laughs> so now is the time of the month when those of us who have kids in college either are looking forward to or dreading their children returning home for, uh, you know, college break, vacation. And I've seen tons of posts on people's Facebook page, like, oh, she's coming home. Oh, I'm making dinner. I'm so excited. Oh, my family's complete. And here's the problem. You know, my son goes to college, but lives at home and has (laughs) lived at home for a year and a half. So last night I had a conversation with my son where I actually said, is there anywhere you could go for the next week? (laughs) (laughs) i was like is there any shot anyone has like a I don't know, ski house or something you could go to for a little while um so uh but you know we did i have found very quickly this weekend as he ended his first semester at Art Center College of Design on Friday. And um,
1: that's quite an accomplishment. It
0: is. And you know, I have to say, I haven't talked a lot about it, mainly because he's been so, so busy. Everything they told us in parent orientation, the three-hour parent orientation we had at Art Center, they're not really handholders there, which is fine, um, was true. I mean, he was working 14 to 16 hours a day. I just got used to that. He was at school six days a week. They have classes Friday night. His friends have classes on Saturday. It's not a normal college experience from that point of view. And it's not a normal college experience because there are no dorms there. So his friends lived all over the place in the LA area, which as people know is very large. And so I just really had to work all year at Well, I didn't have to work so much. I decided, you know, I'm going to let him have his own experience. I'm not going to monitor him. Um, When I saw how hard he was working, often shooting until 2 or 3 in the morning, then having to edit his shots. I mean, he pulled quite a few all-nighters. I just kind of let him do his thing. I didn't try to...
1: being in space all the time. Leanne. I like it. I like it. Well, he's old enough, and he was again took he took the gap year, so he was really focused when he went back to school, and that's a good thing, Liam. Yeah,
0: he was very focused, and I do think that that was the benefit of the gap year. I do not think he could have done this first semester at Art Center what they expected of him if he had been coming straight out of high school. You know, I there was something about working those twelve hour shifts, parking cars last year at the hotel that he did. That prepared him for twelve-hour shifts on his feet in the mm-hmm. d- film development room, or shooting, driving around. There was it's such a physical uh, experience shooting photography and then developing it. He was shooting all film this year, not digital. Um, that it was just a, a very intense experience for him, and I could tell that he was working hard and not. He wasn't out till two or three in the morning partying. He didn't do any of that, frankly. So. Um, Very unusual
1: for a college student. Yes, for a
0: first-term college student, yeah. And he just got his grades, and they're very, very, very good. So I have to, you know, I have no issues with him. But now I did have to sit down and have a conversation like – Okay, I was fine with you out till three in the morning when you were working on schoolwork, Oof. but I'm not really fine with you out till three in the morning if you're just hanging with your buds. Oh, <laughs> so, I you know, know, we've had a few conversations about that, and uh, so it did cause me to go look at some advice, actual oh, yeah. advice, which there's plenty of it on the web, parenting sites, uh, a lot of colleges and their psychology uh, blogs have, you know, advice for parents. And the advice- and we
1: had none of this. I right? know kids were We just yelled at them. That was it. We didn't go to there. There was no internet to go to. We just yelled at them. Okay. Well, then that is
0: actually some of the advice, Julie, is don't just yell at them as that they have found. Psychologists have found that that is not um, effective.
1: I can attest to that,
0: leigh Yes. <laughs> so, like, it is the advice is, like, do understand that they think they're adults. And so most most of the advice I've seen is give, give them a wide berth, let them come home, let them sleep a lot, know that they're really going to want to see their friends, not you. You're not necessarily going to be baking cookies together. They're not eight. They're 20. You know, it's a very different experience. Um, you know, they should be expected to do laundry and do chores, but don't expect too much of them, so I, you know, I just don't want him to stay up till three in the morning. <laughs> I don't think
1: it. that's safe. See, that says, you know, as our mother, dear mother, used to say, nothing good happens after midnight. You know that. Uh, so maybe midnight is. I, I know. I know the, just college kids. Their social lives don't even get ramped up until, like, 11 or 12. I know. Anyway. But, I mean, 3 o'clock in the morning is not a good time to be out on the road. I (laughs) mean, because the other people that are out on the road at 3 o'clock in the morning, you know, a lot of them are drunk. They're drunk. No. Yeah. No, there were plenty
0: of times uh, this, this semester where I said to Brooks, like, if you're at a friend's house working on your Photoshop stuff together, just just stay over. Like I, I learned to be fine with that. Like he did. I, you know, I think it was friends. I, I didn't ask a lot of questions, frankly, I'll just be honest. Okay. <laughs> Cause I kept saying if he was at a dorm, I wouldn't know what was
1: right. happening. You, would, you don't, you don't know what, what was happening. So. That's, that's, but the other thing is you're up until three in the morning or awake at three in the morning, waiting for them to come home. See, that's the, that's the part of consideration that I think college kids don't always get, you yeah. know, that, yeah. And they're like, well, you shouldn't stay up. Right. You know, they, right. so, you it's know, so but... easy
0: for them to say, well, I have to say Brooks, unlike my other son, Brooks is very good about texting and he will text and he will say, you know, at two in the morning, we're finishing up here. I'm just going to stay at so-and-so's house. Okay, And I, and that's, he's good about that. My mm-hmm. other son, Colin is the worst texter in the world. So, but Brooks is excellent. That, so I give him credit. Like we have, we have developed a vocabulary together. So okay. I just don't want his friends to come home and mess up our vocab- vocabulary.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, so there you go. Uh, so uh, I'm hoping you can find a place to go, though, for like a week or 10 days. Until okay. we get that a- would be
1: good, land. That would be <laughs> good go you. You'll be more rested uh, yeah. before you head out on your, on your journey. Yeah. Uh, so. Anyway. All right. Oh, I saw an
0: interesting thing in the paper today, Julie, about customer service. And, okay. you know, I feel like that's an area we haven't covered a lot lately, but we used to talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. And this is a piece in the business section um, by David Lazarus. Nice, nice sound effects,
1: Leon Thank I'm you. Like I'm 100%. getting
0: the paper, getting the actual paper. <laughs> um, so David Lazarus writes a business column, and this was about um, the idea that so many companies are actually giving up their one eight hundred lines. Like you really? can't, you can't call companies now. But here are the top companies in terms of loyalty leaders, okay? These are companies that we consumers go out and we just will buy whatever they're selling us. It's an interesting list. Amazon. Yeah. Apple. Okay. YouTube. Mm Mm-hmm. WhatsApp. That's the instant messaging app that's very popular all over the world but not so popular here. Uh, Google. Yeah. Kindle. Yes. Samsung. Okay. And Dunkin' Donuts. (laughs)
1: How did Dunkin' Donuts scoot itself in there? People love
0: Dunkin' Donuts, Julie. They love it. So, But you see all the other companies are tech companies, right? Complete dominance of tech brands. Uh, And then Dunkin' Donuts. So it just, again, speaks a lot to the power of coffee. Just plain old-fashioned coffee is delicious. But the point is that most of those companies I just mentioned, you yeah. can't even find an 800 number on their website. Companies are just eliminating that now and going to an all are, are digital. Are you
1: ripping up the piece of paper over no, there? No, I'm you... just, I'm folding
0: it to the next section. It's a real paper. Okay, I'm, okay. okay, okay. I'm a job creator like Liz. I, yes. This poor paper delivery person keeps sending me sad letters that if we cancel our subscription, they'll be out of a job. So I oh. I get the, I know, I get them every week now. It's sad. And now so it's very sad. So anyway, but but
1: if you go none of these companies you can't find an eight hundred number. Amazon,
0: Apple, Google, YouTube, WhatsApp, Kindle, no eight hundred number. OK, that's, you just and, you know, it's when people say to us, like, oh, I can't find you on iTunes. Well, there's no there there. There's no one we can call at iTunes. <laughs> we can't. We have not been able to speak to anyone at iTunes for 10 years. We just yeah. send our show in and keep our fingers crossed like that's their customer service policy. So
1: uh, but that seems wrong because we have always said one of the most interactive ways to, uh, to uh, uh, for customer service is the phone, you know, yeah. the human voice uh, back and forth, you know, but but uh, they don't they don't want to do that so so that's it but what, does that i mean does that bother you me yes it me. does <laughs> it does bothers me. It bothers me i i you know i like the phone as a backup i mean i you know sometimes when you order things the order goes awry and you need to talk you need the human touch Leon. you know that's that's what you really need well You're-
0: i there is also you know the millennials are fine with just, you know, pressing buttons and doing everything digitally. They don't want to talk to people, but there is a real generational split, as you can imagine with boomers and older, like they want to pick up the phone and talk to people still, Right. you know, that does actually breed customer loyalty even deeper. You have to cultivate a relationship. So that, I just thought that was an interesting observation. I hadn't really thought about that, that people are giving up their 800 lines, but there is a website that, um, you can go to to try to find an actual number for someone at a at any company. Oh. Well it's called sounds... getHuman Get human.
1: I like that Lane because so, I think that's good. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. All right, Lane. Well speaking of customer service, I had one this past week where I, I really felt like it was too much. These people have been trained too much in customer. It was too much customer service. I went to my uh, dealership to. It was time for my inspection, and uh, I had to get new stickers, uh, you know, on my license and uh, and on the windshield. But this dealership, it's renowned for like just customer service you know, even different brands of cars that a lot of the people train at this one local dealership here in Dallas because they're just over the top. I mean, you go there. I mean, the the place where they uh, repair the cars, I mean, honestly, you've never seen anything. So your house has not been this clean. I mean, it's <laughs> sparkling when you go in there and they have just hundreds of people that meet your car and talk to you and everyone's fresh faced. And they're, they're always, you know, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. And, you know, they're just, there's hustle, there's bustle. And, you know, they're, they've got extra delicious coffee in, in the waiting room. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. of course, a, you know, a beautiful waiting room and fresh magazines and the ladies room is again, impeccable. It's so nice. But at, at, I was, you know, I just had to get my, my inspection sticker and they were like, the guy that was working with me, and I, I hate to complain about having too much customer service, but it was almost like a little creepy, you know? He yeah. was like over the top. Like, you have been trained so well in customer service and how to interact with people. I don't believe you're a human being anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> or is it just me? Am I just being crabby, Lynn? Should I have just taken the customer service? But it was... It was just a little too much. Does it, does it, is that possible? Yes, I think it is possible because everybody, college kids coming home from college,
0: uh, people at stores, they want a little space. Like if it's super obvious, it does make you think, cause a lot of times at dealerships too, I've noticed then they say, if someone calls you to ask about my rating, I sure hope that you give me a 10 right yes. Yes. did oh, he yes, I, did he
1: say that he didn't say that but I did get a follow-up email asking about my customer service experience yeah
0: yes. so i I think I don't believe the you know genuine so you don't think they yeah. really
1: don't care that no. much, But they just
0: have been... <laughs> they just want the ten on that email yeah that's the thing so i i'm I think it's not crazy to have too much customer service is not a good thing yeah so, I don't even like it like I like when I walk into a store and I like when the salesperson says, oh, hi, welcome to the store. But when they say, is there something I can help you with right away? Well, I don't, I just walked in. You know, sometimes I want a second. Yeah. To,
1: to gather yourself. Yeah. So to then look you around. get,
0: right. And then you get kind of defensive. Like, no, I don't need anything. <laughs> you know, then it becomes adversarial. They're I'm just looking around. Okay. Well, I really
1: won't shop here. Yeah. Right.
0: I, sometimes they are asked. so many people have asked you, you just need to leave because you just
1: forget it. I don't. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> I think we're getting cranky. Leanne. I know we are. <laughs> is it possible that a cold is coming on, Leanne? Because I have some news today uh, that we, I just, I'm telling you right now, we've been doing it all wrong. Okay? Let me tell you, they had an article this morning on how to blow your nose. And, Leanne, I don't think you're blowing right. Okay? I, <laughs> can I tell you that? Okay. Okay. That this is an article and the expert that they cited is uh, is the medical directory uh, director of the respiratory care at New York's Mount Sinai Hospital. OK, that that's pretty impressive, wouldn't you say? Yes. So he was saying that most people or not not most people, many people blow their nose too hard. And when you do that, that prolongs your suffering with cold or allergies. That a typical nose blow, Leon, if you is the pre it's ten times the pressure as 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 compared to either sneezing or coughing on your sinuses. Oh, really? Yeah, how about that? So every time you blow your nose, just think about it, like it's you are creating so much pressure in your nasal passages. And because of all that pressure, it's quite likely that the mucus that's in your nasal passage because you have to blow your nose, well, it's shooting into inflamed areas, <laughs> Liam. Liam. Okay. Wow. It's yeah, that you are like pressure. If you when, here's a, a test. If when you blow your nose, if this if your sinuses are sore after you blow your nose, you're blowing too hard. Okay. <laughs> okay. Or or have you ever had Crackling or cackling in your ears after you blow your nose? That I means- have it right now. My ears okay. are—they're crackling <laughs> okay. right now. Okay, cra- Liam, that is totally. What's that? Bad. A bad sign? Bad news, Liam. Bad news because that means you've been blowing your nose and the mucus is now blowing back into your middle ear. Oh my god! <clears throat> <clears throat> okay, so, uh, but the good news is I—he has a four-step process for how you have to blow your nose, okay? So uh, you might want to take out a pencil and paper for this. Okay, first thing we have to do is you have to moisten your nasal passages. I know you feel like you need to blow your nose, but really what you need to do is get some saline spray and shoot it up that your nasal passage. All right, I'm writing that down, but I'm not okay. going to do it. Yeah. You're not going to do that? Well, you might want to think. Of, I mean, you want it, You want that stuff? It's in going into okay, the... Okay, Joel, t- all right, fine. Okay, second is... You blow gently one nostril at a time. Did you know that?
0: No. I don't have that
1: kind of nostril control. I mean, I don't don't
0: think I have that nostril control. Okay.
1: And he sees no benefit to the neti pot. Okay. I know a lot of people. Oh, we're going to hear about that. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. Okay. You can worse. send your notes to the medical director at the respiratory care <laughs> center at yeah. Mount Sinai Hospital. Don't
0: don't post okay. them on my Facebook page. Not interested in the nappy pot
1: <laughs> contingency. Go okay. Go ahead. And finally, okay. And this is where he really made me mad. He said, "Don't get a cold in the first place." Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> You're out. You're out. Yeah. But but maybe I mean just try the one nostril at a time, the saline, and just think that every time you blow your nose, sometimes you're not doing yourself a favor. That's that's what you need to Okay. You need you need to know. So uh, I,
0: I don't think this is our fault. I mean, our mother
1: taught us how to blow our noses, right? So it's her fault. <laughs> yeah. One at a time. Just try that, everybody, people. The other thing is, Leanne, do you know now that doctors, uh, speaking of colds and flus and illnesses, that doctors really are now focusing on about 20% of the population that they are consider super spreaders in terms of germs. These are people. So these are people in the general population who are more contagious than other people that you are more likely to get sick you know to if you come in contact with them to get sick from them than from everyone because you know sometimes you're with people who have colds and you don't catch the cold well, like when I spent that twenty four hours with you, I did not get a cold I know and Neither I was, did barrack you guys I don't know what you we did were, we were blowing our nose the wrong way yeah now, the whole time land um well th- there are really two reasons well first of all, some sur- uh, super spreaders are just more germy. I mean, because they might have a lower immune system. That's what they suspect that's going on. They're, you know, still doing laboratory tests, but if people with, um, with weaker immune systems, they're more germy. And then the second group of super spreaders are people who are just out there with more points of contact, you know, that are just (laughs) touching people, kissing people, shaking hands, opening doorknobs, you know, doing all that kind of stuff, you know. And, of course, and then you have, like, babies. Babies are super spread. Yes. Yes. That's not a big surprise, right? But they really are trying to focus on this area of research and trying to identify these people because they think it may really help in sort of reducing or containing, you know, uh, things like SARS and TB and West Nile or what about the NHL, Leon? Okay, when you talk about super- <laughs> that, is a bizarre—that's a bizarre story. Thirteen players, two referees, maybe it's more players now have come down with the mumps, and um, they do—they do feel like they've identified um, patient zero. That would be the Anaheim Ducks defenseman <laughs> Francois Beauchemin. Do you know him? No. He—he has—he had the mumps, but they were just saying mumps. Is spread by respiratory droplets, you know, or they're on the they're on the ice and they're fighting, and there's blood, and uh, and that even though many of these um, NHL players have had mumps vaccinations that they're still coming down with it because it's it's a very germy place. They're super spreaders, Lee, and those hockey players. You know, they're just out there. They're, you know, they're drinking from the same water bottles. Yeah. Maybe they're sharing towels. They're touching their hockey sticks. You know, there's just all kinds of germs. And there.
0: then the locker rooms are disgusting. Yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. care how much they clean them. They're disgusting. So yep. that.
1: So that's, yeah,
0: they can't clean them enough. Well, then they would, some of the NFL players, the Pittsburgh Penguins went to the children's hospital in Pittsburgh and one of them came down with the mumps. Now they have to watch the children at the hospital, which is a terrible story. That is terrible. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So. All right. So I'm
0: going to stay away from super spreaders and NHL players. Okay.
1: (laughs) Good. 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 Um, oh, we got some trends. We're gonna oh, talk trends. About. All right. Yes, this Tuesday, Lian. Um, first of all, you posted on a uh, Facebook page uh, just the update on the ongoing saga of the South Korean executive, um, a.k.a. Nut Rager, um, uh, Mrs. Cho, or Miss Cho, who, you know, yelled at uh, the flight attendants on a Korean Air flight because her macadamia nuts were served in a paper bag in a little, you know, bag rather than on a plate, right? Yes. Well, now, inexplicably, right, the, the sale of macadamia nuts are soaring in South uh, South Korea, right? What, what What do you make of that, Julie? Is it just that people
0: hadn't thought of macadamia nuts? Like huh, of all the nuts, I just never think to buy them. And now that it's been in the headlines, it's just like, oh, I love macadamia nuts. I'm going to go get some.
1: <laughs> it could. Be. I think it's that, or maybe they're curious. Like maybe, oh, I've you know, i never been in first class and first class people are eating macadamia nuts <laughs> okay. and I can eat macadamia nuts too. It's a very first class kind of thing to do. <laughs> do you think that's it? I don't know. Uh, that just made me laugh. Yes. Yeah, so it's just, it is just continuing. So we'll have to see, we'll watch that trend. But you might want to just go buy yourself a bag. Uh, you can put it on a plate if you like and just enjoy them. Uh, they're good. Leanne. Okay. Second trend. Snoga. Leanne is the, I wanted to ask you about this. Have you heard of this? Snoga. No, I have not heard of Snoga. Okay. This launched, um, I think this is an amazing fact. This is snow yoga mm-hmm. or Snoga. Mm-hmm. And it was launched by uh, a yoga person in Connecticut, Leon, And okay. it started at mohawk mountain oh my gosh where we learned to ski growing up yes which is which is really not a mountain no it's it's like a little hill okay now that i've seen actual mountains out west i know it's not a mountain it's a hill yeah this is it but this is what it is and the idea of snoga is that this is supposed to have a positive impact on you as a skier that you get up early and it's supposed to enliven you stretch you And it is exactly what you think it is. It is people on yoga mats out on the snow Mm -hmm. in the morning freezing their little Lululemons off because they're in little (laughs) Lululemon outfits uh, doing all of their yoga moves. Uh, And this is supposed to um, help you. What do you think about that? (laughs) Well, I don't know.
0: I I have to say, as a longtime yoga practitioner, I don't really enjoy yoga outdoors. I don't enjoy... Even on a hot, sunny day, when you see those photos of people doing yoga outdoors, I have never taken an outdoor class that I thought, that was great. Usually, I take an outdoor class and I think, why are there bugs on my face? Or, (laughs) you know, my mat is all wet. Or the ground is uneven. Like, I just... I don't like any outdoor yoga. So this is not gonna be for me. And I would think your muscles would just be so cold, it would actually be kinda dangerous.
1: I don't know. So she's taking snoga out west. She's heading to uh to the Colorado Rockies. Uh and there's you can look for snoga at a number of resorts uh this winter, but I, I just don't understand it. Let oh me. here this they are. Is-
0: now I'm I'm seeing all the images. Yeah, it's like well it's yeah, it's people in their ski clothes. I mean, I but, can understand why yoga is a good warm-up for skiing, but this looks kind of stupid.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I have to, say, <laughs> to be yeah, honest. Snowgo? You're not, yeah. not
0: going to go for snowgo? Okay.
1: No, not so but, much. Uh, yeah, and it's really cold uh, yeah. in the morning uh, uh, ski areas. Really I mean, cold, big... like
0: zero degrees cold.
1: Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I not I
0: in Connecticut, but when she goes out west, she's going to find out just how cold it is uh, at in the parking lot of a of a major western ski area. They're very yeah. cold. Right. But
1: I know people who like yoga, they like to try it with dogs or, you know, hot yoga or pot <laughs> yoga or paddle board yoga. Oh, that so looks now, stupid, too.
0: Paddleboard
1: yoga. Yeah, I mean, yeah, honestly. Well, at least you end up in the water. That sounds good. Yeah, funny. I but, guess. Okay, so a, a big thumbs down to Snoga. Leon. an update. I Again, if you think back to um, a couple of Sundays ago, Monica was on uh, one of our podcasts, and she was talking or lamenting the fact that a growler station had come to her local grocery store Mm -hmm. and that she just thought this was wrong. And, uh, she couldn't imagine who would want to partake in this growler station. And if you listen to that podcast, I ask the question, what is a growler? (laughs) I have no idea. Yeah. Lee, and guess what? In my grocery store, a growler station, it's a trend. Oh really? Yes. We are getting a growler station. It's opening, uh, the first of January, um, so uh there you have it. I, I I I Well, a growler for people who don't know, it's like a big
0: container for you to buy your own tap beer. At either a pub or a um, grocery store now. So if you have craft beers in your area, then you will have growlers available. And in Oregon, they even have growler accessories. You can buy like neoprene neoprene growler holders and things like that. So for some reason, they call the big sort of home keg that you put your beer in a growler. So there, there you go. Julie, I can't really see you participating in the growler. In the growler
1: they look heavy.
0: Those big. Yeah, bottles. it's a big, heavy thing of beer. Yeah,
1: yeah. So keep the beer beer fresh, or do you just drink it all at once? Because if you don't drink that much beer, does the beer go flat? I don't. know. I, I, I guess so. I don't. I've never. I've never partaken in the growler subculture. Okay. All so right, we well, know. I'm just saying, satellite sisterhood, be on the lookout for growlers <laughs> coming to your coming okay. to your grocery store. Monica <laughs> spotted it. Uh, Lian, one more. This, this item, I, I just feel like it's going to, you're going to have it on your street. Okay. It's called a Scroozer. That's S-C-R-O-O-S-E-R. And it's an electric powered, fat tired, con- you know, like cart. So just imagine a mini Harley Davidson for the sidewalk. So you've got, it's like a scooter, but with giant fat tires and an electric engine. So it goes like 15 miles an hour. Okay. And now I'm Googling this. Scruiser. Okay. It's a Scruiser. And it's made in Germany. So I know, you know, you like all things German. Yes, we do. So, and you, you do like things that move in your family. You, you, know, you like a lot of motor vehicles. You have like 15 cars at your house at all times. So I thought that you might be interested in this electric-powered fat-tire Scruiser. Um, and it's described, okay, get ready for this. It's described for people who thought the Segway was cool but felt they looked ridiculous on it. So this is the anti-Segway, land oh, It is a Scruiser, okay? And they raised all. That must be a fairly small
0: population of people that thought the Segway was was cool. (laughs) But I thought they. I mean, many people thought everyone looked ridiculous. Oh yeah, look at
1: this. See, oh yeah, a Scruiser. You want one, don't you? I know, I know it, Leanne. I know you want a screwzer. It looks, but this, but that means they're going fifteen miles an hour on the sidewalk. This isn't made for the street. And if you, this is this is a large vehicle. It's yes. not a small, I mean, at least the Segway
0: didn't take up a lot of space. But this is, yeah, this is like a ridiculous. It's for the,
1: no, it's for the urban areas. You live in one. And I just thought you might want to screw around in your neighborhoods. <laughs> no. January 15th, they're beta testing it, Leanne. You can, You and your family can get in early on the scruiser. You know, I do want a moped and I have said that several
0: times. Uh, Mm -hmm. We had, we had the one moped growing up. Uh, my father bought one moped for five girls. Uh, the boys got cars, and the girls got a single moped to share. And it was
1: Connecticut, it was, you know it's cold in the winter. Yes, week. it wasn't really moped weather. Okay. But I,
0: I have, I'm very, I think, very fondly of that moped. Like I don't, I don't want a motorcycle. I don't even want a scooter. But I liked the moped. That was it. Went. It could handle that vehicle. And I think to myself, I wouldn't mind getting a moped. And my family fails to believe me that um that i want one they think oh you just fall over you'd get run over i mean that's what they think of me <laughs> so maybe i should get a scruiser instead yeah, and really just
1: show them get them one of these german scruisers yeah you'd be the first lane No, oh, they're
0: expensive it's well i'm on a british site it's thirty five hundred pounds
1: It's a lot of money yeah. uh all right <laughs> well it's not a segue land
0: yeah that's the thing <laughs> no it's not julie <laughs> all right fun to say all right, we're going to end here the show with a Facebook roundup because we've had a lot of action over on our Satellite Sisters Facebook group page. You can find us both as the Satellite Sisters and join our group, uh, the Satellite Sisters group page, where you can post what you'd like. And we love seeing people's comments, for the most part, from the show. And there were a lot of fun ones this week. A couple of topics that really got people's attention. Liz mentioned, Julie, the uh, animals. Those giant – or those animals that she sent to your grandchildren, right? Mm -hmm. They look like sort of plastic animals. And we heard from a couple of mail carriers uh, who said that they have transported things like um, chicks, live chicks in the mail. Uh, Somebody on the (laughs) Facebook page said they were standing in line at the post office yesterday behind – Judy said she was in line behind someone mailing a coconut. (laughs) So um, so somebody else. Oh, Monica, one of our listeners, Monica said she once sent a flip flop from Florida. She just put the address on the flip flop. Just one flip flop, which I thought was pretty funny. And that I think is funny because flip flops are cheap. You don't have to spend a lot of money on it. But that's very a cheap way to get a lot of uh, a lot of attention from mm-hmm. in, from your mailman so apparently you can just send almost whatever you want in the mail. who knew really <laughs> who knew all I right then we had I mentioned that I was on the hunt for a skirt, and I had spent, like, yes. hundreds of hours researching them, and I found one that was a tropical weight that was key for me, and then I ended up buying it, and it came, and it was a skirt. Then many lovely people said, gave me whole lists of places to go look for yes, skorts, Lee. like yes. Athleta. But then Monica also, again, said, why can't you just wear shorts? Which... <laughs> I think is is a good question, Monica. That's, and I would, a,
1: that's a solid question. I yeah. would like
0: to address that. I discovered like three years ago um, that shorts were done for me. Just as a fashion statement, <laughs> basically my derriere had just reached – the size where shorts were no longer a good look. And I remember having a discussion with my sister-in-law, Susan, in Bend, Oregon. We were both hiking in skorts. And she said, I'm done with shorts too. (laughs) She and I had both reached the same conclusion at just about the same time in the life of our rear ends, that shorts were over for us. (laughs) And skirts, even skorts, were a better way to go. So, Monica, there you go. It's good to know, Leon. I, yeah, I
1: think it's. I think there comes a point in everyone's life where you know you should make that decision yep. and
0: make it on your own terms. You know, yes. some people love shorts all the time. I just reached that. I just thought the skirt was more flattering, so so that's why. All right, uh, Julie. A lot of response to your um, to your coffee thing, so I don't need to go through that again. And then, um, uh, okay, and then this is the best. I have to just hand it to Sarah. Sarah is one of our listeners in Gallup, New Mexico, and the beautiful city of Gallup, New Mexico. And she was inspired by our discussion of the chirpumple, Mm -hmm. okay? So remember, we discussed this. My friend Sarah, who's a very big-time, like, baker and recipe developer, worked at Bon Appetit for many years, jokingly told me about the chirpumple in the pool. She's like, you've got to try it. And this was a three-layer cake with cake and pie in each layer, okay? So every layer is a pie baked inside of a cake, okay? Now- It's it's... sort of, it's
1: like the turducken only for dessert. Exactly.
0: So it's kind of a joke, but kind of not. Is the way you know, way I would put it like you, if you go online and you search Chirpumple, you'll see that many of them do end up kind of spectacular and oh whoo, ah when you cut into it. The idea is you buy like a pre made pie and you bake a cake around it and you stack it in three layers. So, um Sarah apparently was determined. She was inspired by our conversation, Julie. See, and we, we didn't, did, we didn't
1: dare, we didn't dare to dream no. to that land. We, we really no. didn't. We, we, there was no way we were going to attempt that. Right. No. Or, or did we think that we would
0: inspire anyone in this area? But good for Sarah. She had a family birthday celebration and she was going to try, um, Try try the tripumple. and the best part of this story. First of all, it looks like um, it's green. For some reason, she decided to frost it green, like like Dr. Seuss. It is. (laughs) It's like the Grinch. It's like Grinchy green. (laughs) Okay. So right off the bat, like even if it was fantastic, it looks awful. So and and then so what she did unwittingly was sort of document the whole tripumple incident on Facebook as the Chupumple came out and she frosted it and she was proud of it and she posted it on her Facebook page. But then Julie, then the nightmare started where the (laughs) Chupumple starts to cave in on itself. I can only explain it like, you know, those buildings that you press the button and they collapse, you know? (laughs) You know, when people are trying to bring down a, a skyscraper, there yeah. you go. That's what it's like. This is what's like. So she keeps documenting it on her Facebook page with photo after photo oh, of God. the Chirpomple implosion. Mm-hmm. And
1: there is a video and oh, multiple yeah, video pictures. Oh, yeah. And then they tried to say, move it, right, a little to they, see if they could... They tried s- to keep saving it and shore it up. Yeah. They brought in, like... They brought in, like 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 a giant pot, maybe thinking they would shore up the chirpumple. <laughs> it's like, I know.
0: And then, and then eventually it's in a pot and they just stick candles in this completely collapsed chirpumple. And there you go for her husband and her niece. Oh, my gosh. It is the funniest set of photos I- I've ever seen in a long time because it's like real-time photos Ooh. of a tripumple collapsing. Yeah. So... um I said to Made Sarah, my holiday,
1: no doubt about
0: it. I said, Sarah, on the Facebook page, you have to figure out, like, how to put this in a photo album. But she went one better. She created, like, a whole blog post. And because some of the comments on her Facebook page are so hilarious. So if you go to SatelliteSisters.com, I am going to put a link to uh, to Sarah's blog post. But if you just can't wait, you can find it at Kerfuffle dot blogspot 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 dot blog com. Tripumple kerfuffle. Say that a hundred times fast. Mm-hmm. kerfuffle dot blogspot dot com. Sarah, you, you really made our holiday. This is the holiday party we were talking about. Your Tripumple disaster. <laughs> so, just oh seeing
1: it just like layers and layers of
0: it's, yeah. it's good, you know. It's
1: just where you, you know, when you have some free time, or you know, you might even be a little down over the holidays. Yeah. Check this out; you'll feel better. You'll yeah. feel better. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay.
0: Well, this is our last Tuesday show of 2014. Yes. Uh, we're going to take the next couple of weeks off. We'll probably do one show this weekend, and then that will be it for the holiday season for us, as we all get ready to do various things. Uh,
1: Julie, any any plans for the rest of the week there? Oh yeah, well we got some holiday cookie baking coming up, Leon, I, and a, a couple of holiday parties. How about that? Oh so, wow! Uh, yeah, I'm really getting into the holiday spirit. Here. Okay, um, good, good. Yeah. We well, had yeah, yeah.
0: I had the best holiday party this weekend because it was the holiday party that wasn't. Um, we were supposed to drive way out to Malibu for a, a holiday party for my husband's work. Uh, one of not even his direct boss, you know, many lines down, you know, many chains down. So I wouldn't know anybody at the party, basically. And it was going to be a long drive to a remote area. And about five o'clock Saturday night, he goes, yeah, I don't think we're going to go to that party. I was like, yes, <laughs> I was so psyched. That's a holiday too, <laughs> It was. It was fantastic. I'm so happy. But uh,
1: yeah, that's it. That's, I don't have a lot going on. So well, that's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Well, we want to wish you everybody a very, you know, happy Christmas, happy Hanukkah. Oh, it's Hanukkah. The first day of Hanukkah
0: today, I believe. Yes, yeah. happy
1: Hanukkah. Yes, uh, and just enjoy the holidays uh, with your family and friends. I I think the seven days of Pumple would be a good. <laughs> it's got There's like there's gotta be a holiday. This. Yes, I think you <laughs> know, We gotta we gotta come up with a holiday for the Pumple. <laughs> yeah. It's just.
0: It feels I, I'm blanking now. What was the holiday on Seinfeld? A Festivus. Thing. Festivus. So I think after the airing of Grievances, remember that's part of Festivus, <laughs> yes. where you sit in the living room and air Grievances, then you should have a tripumple. I feel like it would work right into the Festivus holiday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's nice. All right, everybody have a great week and don't forget, call your satellite sister.